The Money Show. Shapeshifters. It's our shapeshifter in just a moment. You're seeing the early reporting coming through in terms of the state capture report, volume, uh, part five, the sixth volume, uh, part, final part of the state capture report. Farrell Huffaji is uh, saying this evening the president's inner circle is named repeatedly in the state capture commission reports. This is generally, it's not specifically to do with this particular volume. Uh, but Guedemantashe, Tabang Makwetla, Ziti Kordwa, the head of campaigns, Nomvula Mokonyane, still got to pick up the ram, and more. Um, and um, Varyal's comment is like, okay, let's see now. How serious are you about um, uh, about corruption? How serious are you about cleaning up? Because if you're serious and people have got this much dirt on them, surely they can't stay. I wonder. Shapeshifter brought to you by Lula Lend. It's fast, easy. Lula to get up to 5 million rand in business funding in 24 hours. Apply online at Lula Lend, L-U-L-A, lulalend.co.za. Namrita Sivsanka is our shapeshifter this evening, chief executive and the founder of Hope South Africa. What is Hope South Africa exactly, Namrit? I mean, we're familiar with the uh, ad hope campaign that KFC ran for years and years and years and years. But what is um, the Hope SA that you've created? Correct. Hi. Good evening. Um, so, Bruce, it's Hope SA Foundation. And Hope SA Foundation was uh, started way back in 2010, where I uh, started my NGO, um, not, not in a formal way, but I worked in the background of all my businesses doing charity work because I found it was, the, you know, the world needed more good than bad that we were seeing around us. So from a very young age, my passion and my dream was to, you know, make a difference in, in communities, to help people, to give them hope. Um, I think I started off, you know, my experience from childhood and growing up in a household where I had my dad, who was an alcoholic, um, abused my mom. I watched it as a little girl. And, you know, I often questioned myself as to why is it that my mom never left my dad? And, you know, later on, we figured out that she couldn't go anywhere because she had no place to go. She had three children to take care of. And as a single mom, she had nowhere to go. She had no financial independence, uh, no safe home. And, you know, so we had to bear the brunt of that. And so growing up, my motivation was, you're going to grow up, you're going to make a difference, you're going to help women, you're going to give hope to children out there who've been hurt, who are going through abuse in trying times. So that's where I, you know, the Hope Foundation, uh, Hope SA Foundation started. It was a personal experience. Yeah, absolutely. And horrendous personal experience. It really is. Um, And it's only as an adult do you appreciate just the the choices that parents make under those sorts of circumstances um, and why they make them and how they make them and the amount of personal sacrifice they have to go through in order to make those choices because it's bigger than just just them. So I hope the South Africa Foundation starts in 2010. Um, Is it all about KFC or is it bigger than that? So Hope SA is about giving hope to people in situations where, um, as you know, the economic situation in South Africa is just out of control. And people are are left with with not much of hope. There's there's so much of desperation around. My vision is to make a difference in families, starting one person at a time. And if you can make a difference in in families, then you help a community and then you help a, a country at large. 
Um, so every project that we've uh, focused on is about solving the need in the country or solving the need in the community and at large helping the country. How do you choose? I mean, in uh, 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 there is an ocean of desperation and need. And the only way that you succeed in beginning to tackle that need is to really hone in and focus on a minuscule area of need and then gradually hope that the ripples sort of go out from there. 100%. And I think, you know, at the onset of COVID, uh, for me personally, my eyes opened up to like the reality of the desperation out there. I mean, I'd seen it all along growing up and, you know, through, through, my, through various uh, projects that we worked on. But through COVID, the reality of, of, of people, you know, um, out there crying out for help because they had lost jobs, their businesses were closed, family members dying around them. And, um, you know, there was so, the need became so huge that for me, the, 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 the smallest impact would have been, give a, you know, if you can give a pe- person a plate of food, at least they have one less problem to worry about. So that's where it started with us, where we tackled the issue of poverty alleviation through food. And um, to date, in the past two years, we've fed over a half a million people. And, you know, that's a huge success for us, uh, considering the fact that we're not funded from any government sources. And, and, and I, was about to, I was about to ask about funding, because yeah. NGOs by non-governmental means, oh, not our problem. Um, so you go off and find your own funding. Now, you, you alluded earlier to running businesses. Have you used your own funding um, in order to get yes. these things off the ground? How does that work? You know, uh, honestly, I, I'm, I'm firm believe I'm, I'm very... I don't know what you call it, spiritual, but I'm very, I'm a firm believer in God's grace. And I know all the work that we've done, he's carried out so far. And, you know, when I look back at the work with, that we've done, it's huge. And the amount of lives that we've impacted is huge. But it doesn't stop there. Um, so all the work that we've done has come from support from family, friends, community members, small businesses. And, you know, I'm really hoping and praying that some somebody listening in, some corporate and can say, let us partner with you because we've got these initiatives where we want to move forward from that handout mentality where we've been handing out, yes, and trying to assist people, you know, show, give them a bit of uh, hope to hang on to uh, and one less worry. But now we've got to move forward and look at more sustainable options. And that's where we're heading right now um, with growing, um, you know, moving away from that independence and focus on empowering other people and helping the poor and disadvantaged with skills and tools and opportunity to be self-sufficient. And again, a, a massive mountain because unfortunately people, again, are, are short of those skills. Our education system simply doesn't support and assist on that sort of basis. So you're again starting from square one and it's all as a result of a motivation, a personal motivation from Namrita yes. Sipsanka, um, who as a young child saw abuse in the home. Her dad was an alcoholic, her dad um, used to beat up mum and her mum chose to stay and that's motivated her in her adult life to become more proactive and more interactive with communities and to work with poverty alleviation and to literally Bring hope. More with Namrita Sivsanka, Chief Executive and Founder of the Hope South Africa Foundation. Foundation. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield is brought to you by APSA CIB, powering Africa's renewable energy transformation. The bravery to imagine. That's Africanacity. APSA's a registered FSP. The Money Show. Shapeshifters.
I don't know if anybody's ever quantified the total of the work that is done by the NGO sector in South Africa, but I can't help but think that should NGOs stop functioning one day all at the same time, just how much of a disaster we would have in South Africa. They do an enormous job of keeping the wolf from the door for so many families across our country. Namrita Sivsanka is the chief executive and the founder of the Hope South Africa Foundation. Uh, and Namrita, I mean, you talked about you know, feeding five, 600,000 people during lockdowns, and that's massively significant. But that's not all that you've been doing. I mean, the huge amount of work across multiple different disciplines over the last dozen years also? Yes, 100%. I mean, when I look back, I amaze myself at the work that I've done. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It's, 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 not an easy, it's not an easy job at all. Uh, I must say, you have to have the passion and the heart to want to do good and want to make a difference because this is definitely something that uh, it's my passion and um, all my projects are, fo- are needs-based. Needs so they focused on solving solving specific uh, problems in the area, in, in communities, and in the country as a whole. Um, it, it, when we look at this, I mean, it feels like more than a full-time job. Do you still keep other business interests? Is this part-time for you? Or no. have you given up everything else and focused entirely on this? I've been a businesswoman all my life, and um, uh, it was always my dream to want to be full-time in the NGO. And when I closed, my, uh, you know, closed up my last business, I'm like, God, yes, this is it. This is my opportunity, and I'm I'm gonna you know go into this full time, and that's exactly what I did. And now I do this full time. I eat, sleep, wake up, breathe, hope SA Foundation, because I know the work that I that I'm doing is making a difference. I see the difference, and uh, the projects going forward, I know will help the country as a whole with skills development, with uh, all the projects that we have lined up. Um, something I mentioned is, you know, um, growing up in, in that kind of environment when I was a child has motivated me to want to open shelters for women and children. So that's a huge um, benchmark for me. I, I will open a shelter for women and children, uh, for homeless people. So that's something that's on the cards soon and where I will train and educate people and give them skills to make them self-sufficient so that they can go out and help the communities and help their families and help the country as a whole. How do you stay motivated? I can't imagine that this, I mean, yes, it's massively fulfilling. And of course, you realize that you can't take your foot off the accelerator because you're addressing so many different needs and disparate needs and over such a wide area of an entire country that's in trouble. But at some point, surely you've got to get fed up and just go, you know what, I can't anymore. I can't today. I can't. And I'm sure you have to push yourself occasionally um, to do what's expected of you. You know, you've heard the saying, right? When you, when you, when your passion drives you, you that is what will wake you up in the morning. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Exactly. I'm sure even Mother Teresa must have had no, a bad day. Who just went? I'm sorry, I can't today. I'm having a duvet day. But can I tell you, I've had days where I worked so hard during, uh, example, during the July unrest, and I got. Tremendously ill because of all the physical work mm-hmm. I was doing as well. I'm a volunteer in my own organization, by the way. So I I was doing so much of uh, hard hard labor that I ended up with like a chest infection. And I was told, no, you've got to rest. But then if you rest, um, as much as, yes, you've got to fill your own cup before you fill others, it, it's like people are relying on you. So, yes, I've had days where I was, where I was ill, but I took a step back. I didn't stop but just 
proceeded with caution, I would say. Um, an organization like Gift of the Givers um, is mm-hmm. remarkable in the work that it does. It, it's a very dominant um, organization in South Africa in the NGO sector. And I wonder just how, for all of the good they do, does it make life harder for you um, in the Hope SA Foundation? Because you're kind of competing for the same buck, if you like. You, you're, you're, you're going to the same people asking for the same sort of money. Um, and I think, you know, in some days... South Africans get quite donor fatigued. You know, it it it, it is a bit um, daunting. I'd say I did get a bit upset at one point when I realized all corporates, or a lot of corporates, were all focusing on you know the big NGOs, and we, as much as we are on the ground, we are doing a lot of work. But we are get sidetracked when it comes to funding, and we're not getting the funds because you get corporates. I mean, corporates that I even, you know, use in the financial sector and um, telecoms, all of that. I mean, we also use them. Our staff use them. But then we are given, we are like overlooked. So, yes, it is very disheartening in that aspect. And I just hope that um, people recognize other NGOs in the field. And, you know, talking from my own experience, I know we've made a huge difference in people's lives and we've impacted so many lives. And with all projects that we've got going, it's it's only for the greater good of the country as a whole. So everybody needs to be recognized and respected in the field because the end goal is the same. But you cannot just focus on one uh, NGO. You've got no government grants. You've got no government support. You're looking for corporate leaders with whom to collaborate. You you funded Hope SA with family, friends, community support, your church, small businesses. I mean, you've you've really had to hustle like any startup, I suppose, in, in order to to stay solvent. Um, it, it's it's an astonishingly demanding task when you look at the sort of skill set because I think a lot of people want to help a lot of people feel like I could do this I could help I can make a difference in my community um is there a sort of a, a, a list of criteria that if you tick enough boxes you can actually succeed in the sort of space yes um you know there's always a need for volunteers we do we do uh, have a, a team of volunteers that assist us um wherever we work in KZN in uh, Johannesburg and we're expanding to PE and Cape Town soon. So the need for volunteers is always there. People with the passion, as I say, you know, you got to have the passion and the heart to want to be in this field. And I'm very, um, I would like people to come on board and assist me with various um, uh, aspects of the NGO. But then again, I, I say, if you have the passion and the heart to do what I do, then you're welcome to contact me and uh, help us, you know, help us because there's, there's a huge need out there and there's also um, a lot of work to be done. So volunteers is something that we will not be able to do um, our work without. We need volunteers and from admin to marketing to um, social media, um, fundraising. There's always a need for that. And it's just as, yeah, there's a need for all that support. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, basic things. We've got cities running out of yes. water, for goodness sake. Queen's got a problem, and uh, we've got Kabeja with massive problems, of course, that have been coming for a long time, and the council, for all its uselessness, uh, is not prepared for the, for the for this time. And unfortunately, it falls on people like yourselves to go in and, and do the work, and it's often yes. um, done far more effectively, far more efficiently, and far more quickly. You know, it's 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 very it's very sad that um, the state of uh, our government. I mean, the 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 lack of 
priority over our social and economic um, uh, problems that we have in the country. I mean, it's, it's sad because, if, yes, without NGOs, I mean, people would definitely be far worse off. When you look at the, the impact that you've managed to have over the last dozen years or so, Namrita, I mean, how do you quantify it? When you, when you go to bed at night and you, you know, some people count sheep, maybe you count lives assisted. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, maybe you're too tired, you just fall asleep anyway. But how do you measure the quantum of what you've achieved over the last 10, 12 years? Yeah, so there are days where, um, where I'm like get disheartened over things like, okay, we're not getting enough funding. And then, you know, it's like, why am I um, pushing myself so hard? And then I listened to a little voice note that somebody sent me from KZN and like she pray for me and she, you know, she'll, she'll speak kind words over me and, and, and tell me like how I'm the only one that's come to help the community. And it's things like that. And then I get messages of hope and inspiration of people saying, I'm like an angel in their lives because nobody else has come to help them. So, you know, all these little small messages and notes and emails and SMSs and voice notes, they all, you know, just help uh, make me realize that I am doing good for people out there. Even when the, on the days that I feel demotivated by circumstances where I want to be able to uh, buy a hundred water tanks and put it in the schools and the community halls and the churches in Durban, but I don't have enough funds for it, that I get very demotivated. I want to open my shelter. We need more vehicles. So, you know, these are the things that really demotivate me at times, but then I know that there are people out there who are waiting for me because I'm their source of hope. I'm their source of inspiration. And for me, I, I, I live by the fact that I hope that by my, with my work, through my work, that people are able to see that I am a light in their lives. That, you know, through God's grace, I can do better and give them hope and make their lives better and make a difference. Namrita, thank goodness for people like you. Namrita Sivsanka, the chief executive and founder of the Hope South Africa Foundation. Remarkable people we have in our country responding to remarkable need and doing remarkable things in order to achieve um, the sort of support that, tragically, so many people in our country need.